0: Welcome to the Happy Home birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 56, and it is the last episode of the year. I Cannot believe it, guys. It has been an entire year of happy home birth, and I feel so blessed to have so many listeners that enjoy the show and to have had so many incredible guests. Before we get started with today's episode, which is a very special episode because it is an interview with my own dear mother, I want to give a thank you to our reviewer of the week, and that is Rebecca for. Oh, it's not four. It's Rebecca seven, four, one. And Rebecca says, I love this podcast. I found it when I was about halfway through the pregnancy with my second. I was feeling nervous about going through childbirth again as my first was over 10 pounds. And this baby was measuring big on ultrasound. I had myself convinced this baby was going to be 12 pounds and that my pelvic floor would never survive. While listening to this podcast, one woman said her bigger babies were the easiest to deliver. That gave me a sliver of confidence that only grew from there with surrounding myself with positive birth stories. I had my second home birth that was beautiful and only about five and a half hours from first contraction to the delivery. And he was only nine pounds, eight ounces only guys. He was only nine pounds, eight ounces. Thank you so much for this podcast. It helped me gain the confidence I needed to have another successful birth at home. Rebecca, thank you so much for your feedback. I'm so happy to hear about your home birth. If you will email me at Caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will be sending you a My Happy Home Birth podcast sticker. All right, guys, without any further ado, let's jump on into the interview with my mother, Kit... (laughs) She loves it when I call her that. And please remember that the opinions of my guest, my mother, are not necessarily my own, and neither one of us are medical providers. So please continue to see your doctor, midwife, or if you're like me, your chiropractor. All right, kittens. Thank you for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast.
1: I'm very happy to be here.
0: Well, I'm excited to have you here. I thought this would be a really awesome way to... End 2019, start 2020, since it's kind of a midweek thing. Um, I, I'm i turning 28.
1: Yes, it's very close to your birthday.
0: It's very close to my birthday, and I'm Years 28. A,
1: yeah.
0: How does that make you feel? Old. Fine. Very old. I wanted you to say fine. I feel fine. Fine. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm so glad. We're all doing well here. <laughs> but I wanted to... I realized I don't even know all of the... Details about your birthing experiences. I've heard some here and there, but I really want to get the full full picture of what it was like to be pregnant in the end of eighty nine, right. beginning of ninety, and then through two thousand. Kit spanned a decade yes, of pregnancy. I did, yeah. So I want to hear all about your pregnancies with my brother, Andrew, who was the first, and then myself, and then Kelly, who followed everything up in 2000. 2000. <laughs> 2000.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. In the year 2000 yep. and 1000.
1: 2000
0: and yeah. 1000. So, okay. So tell me about your first pregnancy experience with Andrew. What... Was it like, did you guys know you were planning to start your family there? You and Douglas, that's my father, Doug, we call him Douglas. Did you and Douglas know? There's a, no. story behind There's the dog is a It's a long story.
1: Yes. We won't go there. Um, yes, with Andrew, we um, did decide that we wanted to have a baby. Daddy and I had been to the beach, and we were. We had were, gotten
0: very tipsy, just kidding.
1: No, we were watching these. Families in the pool and it just kind of hit me that I really want a child and so we, we talked about it and um, on the way home and so it was not a surprise we, we planned Andrew um, in fact we think that we were already pregnant when we first started talking about it <laughs> Yeah, because I get pregnant very easily. So,
0: as the, we will learn. Yes.
1: So on the way home, we talked about it. I found out immediately I was pregnant, and I did one of those um, home pregnancy tests. Those were pretty new back in. Yeah, this was before you had to 89. kill the rabbit. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly. pre-rabbit yeah, you didn't sacrifice. Have to take your urine
1: anywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> we. So I found out I was pregnant, and he knew. You know, we had been trying, and so I will never forget. Um, he was in the shower. We were living in, living in an apartment in Greenville, and he was in the shower. And I looked at the little pregnancy stick, and there was the line or whatever it was back then. I can't remember.
0: an and asterisk. I, yes. I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, and so I said, we're pregnant. And he flung open the shower curtain and went, oh, my god,
0: or something like that. Like he was something like, super romantic. It was like,
1: like he, all the blood drained from his face and he looked very upset, which really made me quite angry because we had been planning this and I'm like, what the heck? You you knew this was a thing. You we knew we We cannot were trying. go
0: back now.
1: Oh my gosh. I will never forgive him for that. But anyway, um, yeah, so later he explained that it was just the reality hit him of okay, we've got to be responsible for another human being.
0: Now, I will say that hit him much faster than it hit Thomas, because if you guys will go back to the previous episode, you'll hear how Thomas didn't really realize the fullness of having a child until I was on my second day of labor. So good for (laughs)
1: Doug for recognizing He he knew right away. Oh, man, I was so angry. That sucks. Yeah, it was terrible. So anyway, um... Pregnancy was pretty normal. I had a, um, my um, OBGYN. OBGYN was, uh, had been a, a family friend for many years and I just adored him and trusted him completely. And I do remember, I think it was at that birth. It might've been you. I can't remember which one, but he had a nurse midwife working for him. Oh, cool. But I think that was with you when I was okay. praying with you. So anyway, um, and I was like, "Oh gosh, I would never do that. That's so scary." <laughs> a bunch of
0: crazy uh, idiots. Yeah,
1: cre- creepy. And so anyway, um, so when I found out I was pregnant, I went to see um, Doctor Deloach, who I just adored.
0: And um, was he had? Did you have a rapport with him? Like, yeah. did you already? Oh yes, have, okay. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I loved did he him. De- did he deliver some? All three. Of, of- oh.
1: No, but your thought—he delivered. He thought that he delivered um, Joan, my sister's child. Oh, okay, but he thought sure. that Joan's first child was the first child he ever delivered, oh, but and it, she never told him that that wasn't true. <laughs> okay,
0: because <laughs> so he was wasn't so an convinced. An, there yeah. wasn't an actual was, connection, but there was an assumed connection. Well, yeah, and
1: and Joan's husband at the time was friends with him because they were both uh, medical doctors, and so anyway, yeah, was, I'd known him since cute. I was a kid, loved him. Anyway. So I went to see him and told him that um, I was pregnant and I wanted a C-section because I do not like pain. Like, I was terrified. And he just looked at me and he said, well, it doesn't work that way. And I said, well, yeah, that's what I want. He well, said, that's what I'm paying you for. Yeah. And he said, no, you can't have a section unless there's a medical reason. And so I said, what are the medical reasons? Well, the baby's breech. Um, I can't remember what else he said, but I was like, okay, well, that stinks because I'm really terrified. (laughs) Um, I'm a pretty petite person. Back then, I was really petite. I'm a little under 5'4", weighed 110 to 115 pounds. I gained 50 pounds with Andrew. I was tremendous. Now,
0: now that is very common, though, for for people of that stature, that is really common. Right. Well, I showed it like two weeks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> your uter- as you <laughs> peed on yeah. the stick in your body was yeah. like, All right, maternity yeah. pants,
1: please. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible and my boobs got tremendous. It just looked but from the back, I, I was told I didn't look pregnant from the back. Yes. But I from was the told the that side once. and the front yes. oh lot. But, mm.
0: but from the actual visuals oh. you knew. Told,
1: okay, the, back in those days there was um, there was a little cartoon character that was an egg. And his name was Timer. Any of your older listeners might remember Timer. And I remember one time I was just in my underwear and your daddy told me I looked like Timer. Oh
0: my God.
1: (laughs) I cried. And he was like, I, it's cute. Uh, no, I was joking. no, you have
0: no, to he, <laughs> no. I know. but He was very young and man. Young. <laughs> he was very a man. He was very who he is today and a man. It's so funny. I was So man, guys, you got to go back to this the previous up. Ep- I'm so glad I did these episodes one mm, after another yeah. because Thomas, if you will recall, in the last episode, he told me I sounded like a dolphin when I was trying when I was talking to Janie for the first time, and it wrecked my life for a good year and a half to two years. Well,
1: I still remember daddy's expression in the and That's been almost 30 (laughs) years ago. It has been 30 years ago. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we know how the pregnancy news was handled. Now, what was your pregnancy experience like? Like, let's say in terms of knowing what to expect for labor, did you feel prepared or what was your preparation like? No,
1: I did not feel prepared because you remember I wanted a C-section, so that was kind of what I was banking <laughs> right. on. So, yeah, so actually, though, at one of my appointments, um, it was getting closer to his due date, and um, he was breech, and, you know, Dr. Deloach was kind of concerned about that, and I was thrilled. Oh, this is because, cash cow. Yay, I get to have a C-section, and so, of course, back then, I didn't know you know, all the dangers and everything associated with that because I was very much in the medical paradigm. But anyway, so I, um, um, it was a normal pregnancy except for the weight gain. And that was
0: still normal, Kit.
1: I know, yeah. <laughs> and I really didn't, um, I didn't overeat. I, I think I had a pretty balanced diet. I, um, I would allow myself treats, but I, I gained a lot of weight for me. Um, considering I was pretty petite, but no, I don't remember. I mean, I remember going to the doctor for my, you know, checkups and I had, um, the, um, sonograms and, or ultrasounds and everything, you know, they would just tell me that everything was going smoothly and I just trusted them that it was.
0: Did you do like any childbirth education classes or anything? Was there, was there anything? Uh, There was Lamaze.
1: Mm. And I think we went to a couple of those, Daddy and I did, um, but I didn't feel like it really helped me. Yeah, Um, I was terrified. So it
0: didn't explain like, okay, this is what's happening with your body. No, Mm -mm. it was just like, this is how you breathe. Yeah, yeah. You're having. Yeah, you're gonna have baby. So it's gonna be bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna go into labor, and it's gonna be terrible. And I do remember um, my brother's first wife had told me. Years before she they're much older um that when she had much my, older much older they're old <laughs> she told me that when she had my nephew, um it was like having giving birth to a watermelon mm. coming out of that tiny hole, and that that was kind of scary, so yeah.
0: That's an office episode. Oh, that's on the office. (laughs) I practiced the watermelon and and buttered up.
1: This was like a long time ago. This was
0: before the office. Yes,
1: this was back in the seventies. I think it was was seventies.
0: Well before the office. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. So I was terrified. But um, the pregnancy, you know, went well. Um kinda near the end, I was teaching at the school where I am now. I took a twenty year sabbatical, but I'm back. (laughs) Um, That's another story. Anyway, there was a custodian there named Mr. Kirby, and he was very country, and I remember he... We live in
0: the South, everyone. Yeah, we do.
1: And he would look at me every day and say, you ain't had that baby yet? And I would just die, because I was like, well, I'm really wanting to have this baby. (laughs) It's not that I... So I remember... um, I actually remember the night that Andrew turned. As I said, he had been breached. And so I was lying when your bed.
0: When your plans got dashed. Yes, I was
1: like, oh, my gosh. It was like in the movie Alien. You know, when the thing comes out of the body, out of the abdomen, I saw his head. Like, I oh. saw his head roll around. Ooh. Yeah, and I knew. I thought, oh, I don't know that I'm going to have a C-section. So that was kind of a bummer. And then, <laughs> um, love this. And then I went that to school. That was a real bummer. I went to school, and um, my... Um, Dr. Deloach had told me that I was going to go into labor. Um, He said, if you don't have the baby by, I can't remember, like it was a Friday. Mm -hmm. I think we were off for like a, we had a a spring break or something and we were off that Friday and he said, I'm going to induce you because I was almost a week late.
0: Mm. Oh God forbid.
1: So I was like, okay, well that sounds, that sounds good because I really wanted to get this baby out. And so and Mr. Kirby was driving me crazy at school <laughs> asking about had I not had it yet. So, and my custodian, and was, custodian driving was driving wacko. me wacko. And so um, that the day before our break, um, all the parents in my class gave me a surprise baby shower because they knew I was going to have, the baby was going to be induced. And so that was really sweet. And then I went to my appointment Friday, and Dr. Loach said, I can't induce you. Um, I apparently, I wasn't dilated at at all. all. (laughs) And so I was in tears all weekend. It turned out I
0: wasn't pregnant. Because, (laughs) and all
1: I could think about was, I've got to face Mr. Kirby. I've got to go back to school on Monday. And I was dreading it. Like I was really dreading having to go back and people going, we thought you were, because I was going to go back and work until the baby came. Mm -hmm. So I'd already decided, well, I'm just going to have to call my principal and tell her I'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, what a was Sunday night, and I was dreading the call, and I thought I'll just wait in the morning. And around 4 a.m., I felt the first contraction. I was like, oh, good. I don't have to go back.
0: Do you remember what that felt like?
1: Yeah, just a little tightening, but it wasn't like the Braxton Hicks. I Mm. knew that it was a real contraction, but it wasn't, like, terrible or anything. Mm -hmm. And then as the morning wore on, um, I had more. And um, I, did I mention I don't like pain? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I believe you mentioned so it originally. So I was
1: thinking, oh, this is terrible. Like I was mm-hmm. just in the very beginning of labor, yeah. and I thought,
0: I got to go. But, but I think this is so interesting, and it's really important. If you guys want to grab my um, free audio course, myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash essentials, um, it talks about this. But there's a fear, tension, pain cycle. So you're scared. Oh, and yes. that causes you to have tension. Yes, the tension makes you feel pain. You're feeling pain, and then you're scared. So it's like this cyclical thing right. where, like, you can't get out of it because, like, I'm scared. There's tension, and now it hurts, and now it hurts, and so I'm scared. And you know? I just
1: wanted. This baby out. And I just I want this C section, men- guys. Yes, and I was tremendous. Like, I was just oh. so tired and I wanted the baby. Pregnancy. I mean, I wanted the baby too. Yeah, but,
0: <laughs> but also, wanted him darn out. it, my body
1: yes. hurts. I mean, I really had a nice body. But anyway. <laughs> uh, had.
0: So, yeah. she's, <laughs> yeah. she's gorgeous, uh, people. It's infuriating.
1: Kind of. um, so, at any rate, he. Um, I went to Dr. DeLoach around 11 that morning. And he said, oh, yes, you're going to have the baby tonight. He said, you will have the baby um, by tonight. Um, go back home and just kind of relax. And when you are in so much pain that you just really feel like you need to go to the hospital, go to the hospital. And so I said, okay. Okay, and but so, real I think quick. he told me to take a bath. Yeah. Well, I that's good. That was yeah, good yeah, advice. That was good, good advice. I got in the bath. All right. Bath.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, Dr. DeLoach... Comma, MD, comma, soothsayer, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I love you're him. gonna have this baby tonight, okay? Yeah. And he
1: also, but you know, you have to keep in mind he had delivered so many babies. No, and I know. So I know. he just, he just felt like the baby was coming that that night. I get it, and I, mean, I trusted funny. him completely, and just you know have nothing but the best to say about him. But anyway, but he was
0: wrong. <laughs> he was wrong. Everyone. Yeah, he was
1: wrong. Um, so we go home. And my parents came over, and they lived in Clemson, and um, we were in Powdersville, easily. Now, that
0: is about, what, 45 minutes away, just um, for just for people that are no, in Ireland? No, I would
1: say, um, no, I'd say it's probably um, 30 minutes, okay. maybe. Okay, so your parents came 20, over. 20, 30 minutes, yeah. So mom and dad came over, and they stayed with us, and then... Um, I was really getting uncomfortable. And so I said, We just need to go. Let's just go into the hospital because I'm really uncomfortable. So we all pile in the car and go to the hospital. And when we get there, they said, um, you are gonna have the baby soon, but good, you're good. not close enough and we're really we're really busy. So <laughs> <Yeah. let's> go <laughs> <laughs> we, we there's no room at the end. Oh there's, my god.
0: <laughs> it's a classic Mary yes, story. It is. So, uh, but except for my brother, is not the savior of the world. No, <laughs> I'll just of not?
1: <laughs> but anyway, so we we go. Um, I was very sad because I was just say I was wanting to say you know go ahead and hook me up. I'm ready for my epidural. Hook me up. I want my <laughs> epidural. I want all the pain medicine because oh law can you even believe that I thought like that? No, I, did. I mean
0: I do. I completely uh, believe it. There was no information. Oh my goodness, you did I was not terrified. have the googles.
1: Well, no, and I did. I knew too that you know everybody. Got pain medicine if they right. wanted it, and everybody did epidurals. And if Perry said it was okay, Dr. Kloch said it was okay, then it was fine. So, um, you know, I said, and I told him when he told me I couldn't have a C-section, well, I'm going to get an epidural first thing. Just, you mm-hmm. know, mark it in your little If hat. you will just
0: yeah. sit, if you'll hook me up when I get in the yeah, parking it'll lot. it'll be okay.
1: So they told me, go home, because honestly, that was the busiest night uh, Um. At Greenville Memorial Hospital. Like, there yeah. were li- literally were no new beds. Like, there, was there was no, no room there was in no the inn. So they sent me home, and I was just. By this time, very frustrated because I was having contractions. And you were and feeling them. Yes, I was feeling them, and they were uncomfortable. And, and you had
0: no way to cope. mm
1: And then I had these bozos that I was with that all, well, daddy <laughs> and my daddy. Okay.
0: Ugh. I had these men in my life. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we, they decide we need to go to eat. So we go to Ryan's, a restaurant that used to be Oh,
0: around. kid.
1: Uh, mm. Right.
0: <laughs> There's story. a really sad story about this one Mother's Day when I was 10 years old, and I forced her to go to Ryan's. Which I hate. Ryan's. Which she hates. I I look back on that with disdain. I cannot believe I was the worst <laughs> child. I really wanted those roles, though. My cousin liked <laughs> them. them. I wanted them. So anyway, we I'm go sorry. to Ryan's, go and
1: I'm sitting at Ryan's, and I have to put my head down. And... I look up, and my father and my dear husband are laughing hysterically, <laughs> and like putting their heads down, like they're they're also putting their heads down. Yeah, everyone's it was got not, their heads like, down, I was but it's so different. Angry, and my sweet mother was like, you know, she knew what what can you do. Oh, she was gosh. trying to be the buffer. So um, we had to go back to the house after that, and they they it. told me just to wait until I just could not take it anymore, basically.
0: And so now when the baby's crowning, come in. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I was like, "What on earth?" So we we go home and um my dad had to go to work. I think he was working at night then. So he left and um
0: what
1: was he, I this is I so remember, not for the podcast. I don't remember what, what he's he doing. I think he was doing something with radio actually. He you know, he was in radio and television. He has a beautiful
0: voice. He did have a beautiful voice. As does his daughter yes. grand, grand, grand granddaughter. granddaughter. You're his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. That's the cuckoo clock. So we're doing this <laughs> We're doing this, <laughs> we're doing in, this in the kitchen. <laughs> anyway.
1: So he went home, mama stayed, and I remember going upstairs and taking a shower and trying to do a load of laundry. And (laughs) I think it was Johnny Carson back then, the tonight show was on and I was like, I don't know how much longer I can make this. So I went downstairs and got on the couch and, of course, your daddy was sleeping soundly.
0: Oh, Thomas. <laughs> yes, he
1: was. He was sleeping soundly. I'm and mom had already gone to bed. And she did say, now let me know when you need me, you know, whatever.
0: I love you. <sighs> I'm love here you. for you. Yes. and I, she I was understand. Just, and so
1: I went downstairs because her where she was staying was downstairs. Mother, and so, hold me. Yes. I was like, just, it was awful. I was oh, so love. miserable. So finally, I think it was around midnight. And I just was like, I can't do this anymore. So I go and tell them that I have to go to the hospital. And um, mom had, I think she had to work the next day. So she didn't go with us, but she said, I'll be there. Just let me know when to come. And so daddy drove me to the hospital and I will never forget this My daddy, not your your daddy. Your daddy, yeah. Yeah. When I say daddy, I mean your daddy. Yes, my father. Doug. So when we, I remember where we were on the interstate, we were getting off the exit and he, I can't even remember what the joke was, but it was... Infuriating. Yes. Tell me it was infuriating. <laughs> and I was like, and he was like, he, and he got kind of mad when I didn't, when I responded very, with a very ill temper. Like with a curse. was a like, curt- I
0: am... In labor. Hey, I'm sorry I'm having your child through my vaginal canal. I was like, I was oh, so uh, mad at Oh, him. pardon me. And then he
1: got mad that I didn't laugh at his dumb joke. <laughs> uh, I will never, I, I know exactly where we were.
0: And oh, he remembers it because I'll remind him. Labor you. is important, guys. You've got to be nice to your
1: wife. So we get to the hospital um, and I, you know, of course, asked for my epidural. And they <laughs> examined me and said, you can't have one. Oh no! Oh, yeah, it was how terrible. far along? And were you? I was in the waiting room, by the way, not in the waiting room, but in the triage. Um, yes, they, there were no beds, so they had like curtains in between. Oh my! God. And I could hear this woman screaming, <laughs> giving labor. <laughs> oh my god! And I was going, "This is not good for me. I gotta have the epidural."
0: My poor, poor <sighs> vaginal canal. It was, it was out. terrible,
1: and so and 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 I didn't have good hips either. Like I was. Slim hip. Oh,
0: you have fine hips. And so
1: I was really scared. That People didn't give you enough credit for your hips. Well, anyway, looking back, looking back, I kind of... Well, one of my best friends told me I look like a boy from the back. Well, your best friend. <laughs> anyway, so I was. How's worried. her
0: life going, Kit? <laughs>
1: so I was really, really worried. And um, actually, she's doing great. She's retired. Well,
0: right? Anyways, that's good. Okay, so, but now let's okay. let's think about. Let's just take a, a quick little detour. People, when you are friends. With people that are in labor, you say all of the nice things. No, she, I wasn't in labor when she said
1: that. She just said that one She said that after people! I had, after I had you, you, actually, one time. She said, you're so tiny, you look like a boyfriend in the back. Oh, she, she meant it as a compliment. She I took it as a compliment that did. I was
0: slim. Anyway. so I am um, in a different world so right now. I am
1: really in bad shape, and mm-hmm. I'm hearing this woman screaming. Mm-hmm. She's doing well. Labor, and I'm like. I can't this is not good for me. This is not for me. And then and Doug's just <laughs> sitting there and so I mean he's being kind, but he's just sitting there. Nobody can help
0: me. I can't have an epidural. What was it's about a, a, one AM. I'm so I'm I hate to interrupt, but I am curious now since it is my father. What what was he like then? I can't picture him and I cannot picture him in this situation. Well, he just
1: was I think from the generation of I mean, he did want to be very involved. Like, mm-hmm. he was wanting to be a part of the labor. Was he sitting on the couch
0: was he, No, like he was
1: sitting... There was a chair sitting beside me because it was, okay. like I said, we were in this little tiny space. Um, oh, in triage, yeah. In okay. triage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so this other doctor comes in. Not um, Dr. Deloitte. He's not... No, Dr. Deloach wasn't on call. And this... I had seen this man before, too, and he was really, really sweet. And because I remember he told me that... Um, Well, that was after the baby. He told me
0: I had a fine vagina. He said,
1: well, he just said, (laughs) I can't, you can't have the epidural. And he tried to tell me very kindly. And Uh so apparently you have to be dilated. Apparently you have to be dilated. Or something, I don't know. (laughs) So I was like, okay, so he said, but he did say, but I can help you with pain relief. So they gave me something that made me hallucinate.
0: Good, good. Yeah, that's what's wrong with Andrew. That explains (laughs) it. Good. Yeah. Now they no, did give terrible. me something that knocked me off my no, rocker. It did not even. I mean, it may. It me might not, have even stayed all. I don't know. There, i seen.
1: It didn't. It didn't necessarily take like, away the pain. No, I just. Couldn't concentrate on the brain, right, right? And I was trying to talk to Daddy, and I was hallucinating about cartoons. And Jeez, stuff and talking. oh my gosh. it was terrible. Ter- oh I know. gosh, it was terrible. Guys, it felt really oh. bad, like it was not good. Why? So I think I might have slept a little bit, and then they came in. That was at, before the epidural. Yes, that okay. was at like, around around one a.m. And then around. Wait, 5, I'm sorry. What
0: time did you get there?
1: Ten. Um, no, around 10. midnight or midnight, something like that. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And so it was. I hadn't been there long because you know I was telling them that I was in a lot of pain.
0: Mm-hmm. so I'm hating
1: my life. Yes, so. please tell me. And so then um, the next morning, it was around 5, that I think the doctor, Dr. Latimer, came in.
0: Dr. Latimer.
1: And he said, um, I think then he said I could have the epidural. Anyway, they gave me the epidural sometime that morning. Maybe it was around 9. What was that like? Um, it was fine. I mean, I'm not, you know, the needles and stuff didn't scare me. I trusted these People, mm, yeah, explicitly, um, and they told me to be still, and I was very still because I didn't want to get hurt. <laughs> and
0: indeed, I was. Yes, I was, and
1: th- that was around nine. So you that have, was around nine.
0: You haven't had any complications after the epidural, like mm, no, not that I okay,
1: know of. Cool. Um, so that was around nine a.m. Okay, keep, keep in mind cool. that I went into labor four a.m. the previous morning. Yeah, that's when I first had my contractions. Anyway, yeah, so. I was really ready to get the baby Have going. Have a child. And so then, at Earthside. some point then, Dr. Deloach came in and said everything was going well. I was doing great. And
0: you said, oh, well, oh, yeah. let's just get this oh, going. Oh, yeah, it's going so well. Then,
1: then, around noon, I guess, your daddy and- um, I know where it's
0: going. Oh and, and, and his precious mother, God She's rest, an her, angel, soul. God rest her soul. She's an angel.
1: God rest her soul. She really is- Here's An to angel. Janie.
0: I'm pouring and, a little bit of champagne. Now, if you notice I'm we're having a little bit of champagne right now. Yes. And when I say we, I mean I, well, I have a little bit. You have a little bit. bit. All
1: right. But anyway, so Janie was, she was just the most precious woman ever, and her My first husband, daughter's named after her. Yep. And her husband, oh. who was a medical doctor, he was actually a radiologist at the Anderson uh, Memorial Hospital God, where we lived. Yeah, precious people, well they came and whisked your daddy off to go eat lunch. Ah. Uh. He when was, I was
0: in labor, he was exhausted. I was living. You know what they would have loved? They would have loved to take Thomas with them. I'm I just get it. Just
1: so funny.
0: Like, how dare you leave to go eat? I when I am in labor, and uh, it, it, this is the most. Mm. This is the most like mm-hmm. deeply connected moment mm. I have ever felt. Like, oh, crap! It doesn't matter the generation. Yeah, this is yeah, okay. and he he did not see anything wrong with leaving oh, sure. me. Sure, and I mean, and he wait, whoa, away. whoa, listeners, whoa. Okay, so episode thirty, we talk about my birth story. Kit, where did Doug go to eat? Um, I believe they went to Wendy's. Oh my I gosh!
1: I think is that where Thomas went.
0: That is where we. Uh, okay. Yes. Mm. Yes. Anyway. That is where we ate. Everybody. Everybody. We'll have to, we'll
1: knows. Have to ask. Um, we'll have to ask. It, was, when it comes back. I'm pretty when sure. When I asked. Wendy's.
0: When I asked that question, it was a baited question because I just suddenly remembered they went to Wendy's. Yeah. Kit. Wendy's. Because yeah, Wendy's was
1: right across the street Wendy's from us. Wendy's is in
0: my birth story, mm. and and I make fun of myself because we're kind of in the twilight zone. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Mm. Go so anyway, on. I was so
1: <laughs> angry. Well, then he comes back and he's like, What? Why are you, why, you know, I what? Don't I'm like, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm like in terrible pain, and you go eat a hamburger. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so then Dr. Loach, you know, I kept thinking, he said, Oh, we're going to have this baby in an hour. I think that's what he said that morning. Well, then he comes back and it's about one o'clock. Not an hour? No, it was a while. And he comes back and he said, And he looked very concerned. He examined oh. me and he looked very concerned and he said, um, I don't want to have to tell you this. Apparently he forgot that I had asked for a C-section <laughs> because he said, I hate to tell you this. He said, but, um, the baby is, is crowning or start trying to crown and you're not dilating. And he said, we have to do an emergency C-section. And I went, well, let's just get this done. Let's just get this over with. And again, this man was like the most, I just loved him. Like I I just loved him. So he said, I'm going to take care of you. It's going to be fine. So we go in, um, have the C-section. Daddy's with me. And um, typical of Doug, mm. I'm awake. You know, when you have a C-section, you're awake. And at least I chose to be awake. Yeah. For, and unless they numb you, like, from the neck down. down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't feel anything. And, so, um, and they had this big curtain, so I couldn't see anything. But your dad... Could stand up and see, and he videotaped the whole thing.
0: He did. Yes. He did. My cousin, my <clears throat> cousin who wanted to be a medical doctor, decided not to pursue medical school after watching the C-section of my sister. Yeah, because she <sighs> fainted.
1: Anyway, so he, yeah, he videotaped all, all of my He loved, loved to it.
0: record it.
1: So he, <laughs> while he was in, while he was doing that, he starts asking Dr. Deloach about my internal organs. I'm not Uh, kidding. He's like, is that the? Is that our spleen? I'm like, hello. I'm like, I'm awake. I'm awake. Are those the ab muscles? Yeah. And 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 Dr. Deloach is you know a man. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh
0: yeah, sure. Mm -hmm." It is. That was. Was, oh my gosh, yeah. I feel sweaty. <laughs> it
1: was terrible. So he wanted to know. He's like, I'm just interested. I'm interested.
0: Okay, well, he's why so don't interested you just, in me. And, all the way around. He's so <laughs> inside, and our out. inside Our love inside is deep. Our love is trans. <laughs> our love is transverse abdominis deep. Yep, it is.
1: So anyway, so then um, Oh, this was terrible. Oh so God. it was. Did I mention it was the it was the busiest night that mm-hmm. hospital has ever had? I mean, that's the truth.
0: Up until that time.
1: Up until that time, and so um, they they brought they let me look at, at Andrew and I. Adu. got to look at him. At he Adu. goes
0: by Adu these days because yeah. of my children. Yes, they call him Adu.
1: So I looked at him, and um, then I went into recovery. And when I came out of recovery, oh,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! No, 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 don't, don't you dare glean over this. What? Okay, so. They So they pull Adu out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got to see him. You he saw put, him. Put him up next to did, me. They yeah. did put him next uh-huh. to you. Okay. And then did they, was his cord already cut then? Probably. Okay. Yeah. And then, so how long was this that he was beside you? No, oh, just a few minutes. Okay. And then then what did they do? Then they took him to do whatever they do. To do the things. And yeah, then the things that they do.
1: Yeah. That, you know, the, Whatever. The right. Measuring right. and the wiping the them off, off and the
0: yeah. bath mm-hmm. And the so eye stuff, the, I think. Uh, the that. eye the eye goop because yeah. clearly this woman has, you know, STIs. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Yeah. <She's, laughs> With yeah. her monogamous partner. Right. Clearly. So okay, so they do that. They, How long was he gone?
1: He was gone. This is what's really upsetting. So he was born at two off-dass daddy. hmm Two. A little after two, a.m. Mm-hmm. or p.m. No, no, it was in the afternoon. Okay, two, two. I want to um, say two thirty. We both were. You both were born right around okay. the same time, um, and so, um, so they took him and they took me to to recovery. Recovery, and then as we were as they were taking me to my room. They said we're going to stop by the nursery and let you. Would you like to see your baby? We can only be for a minute because um, they were super busy. And I said, because we have a lot to do. do." But they did offer to bring Um, him out, and they did. And I said, hey, baby, and I touched him, and I remember that so vividly. And I was like, just bring him to the room. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. I haven't slept. I woke up at 4 a.m. on Monday, and this is like two thirty or three Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. So I was very tired, and I just wanted my baby. And so they take me up to the room, get me settled, and um, they didn't bring the baby, and they didn't bring the baby, and they didn't bring the baby, and they said, oh, well, you know, they're really busy down there. And um, he did not get up to my room. Now, Daddy's employees, my husband owned a home cleaning franchise in Greenville. Um, Several of his employees came in, into my room. (laughs) and I'm like... I didn't want company. I didn't want to entertain. I was tired. Um, so I know they were, I have busy, it wasn't Uh, Judy at the time. It was,
0: I'm just, whatever.
1: But anyway, that's the story. So anyway, so they, they come in and they are just waiting on the baby to come to the room. And I'm thinking, number one, I don't want you here when the baby comes to the room. Like I really don't want coming. Now,
0: number one, this is a very deep moment. Number two, I just had major abdominal surgery. And I really am like, tired
1: like I've been awake and believe it or not I'm mm, yeah it was terrible gosh so, oh my so Lord. I finally they finally left um I can't remember if Nanny and Dallai were there the whole time those my are daddy. my grandparents those yeah, are my dad oh, sorry um Janie and Owen Nanny and Dalai is what we called them um I can't remember but everybody finally left and they did not bring my child to me until 10 p.m <gasps> Ugh. 10 PM. And I was just sick. Like, I just really wanted to. So, um, I I nursed, I tried to nurse him, um, hey, bonded what, with him. And I so remember, I'm so
0: sorry. What, what were the, like, were people nursing at this time or was this more of a form Some formula? people did. It some was people like, did. I mean, yeah. Half and half. Probably like, wasn't just, as popular as it
1: is now. Maybe, oh, it's but definitely not as popular. Yeah. But, um, but I wanted to try to nurse him mm-hmm. and, um. And then I took my mother's advice because she said, "Send him to the nursery to, when you're sleeping because you won't sleep again ever until your kids are grown." <laughs> and so you and you're going to need your strength. You're going to need you, your strength. For and life. she had four children, so she, yeah, you know. yeah. So I did send him to the nursery that night, and then um, I think the we were there a couple more nights, and I kept him with me. But um, I do remember looking over at Daddy, and he was holding him up to his chest. And he said, and he was, he didn't know I was listening. And he was like, Hey, son. Oh. Hey, son. And it was just really, really sweet. Um, so that was Andrew. That was I do. Um, he struggled a lot as an infant with, as a person. Yeah. <laughs> he struggled a lot as a baby with, um, had a lot of digestive issues. It like went, um, colic? Is that he was like so he was colicky? colicky. Yeah. I could have owned stock in whatever colic. those drops <laughs> are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could have owned just, colic stock. He really was, it was terrible. You know
0: what he could have used? Yes, was some craniosacral therapy? I know, but I didn't I know. I no, I know. Yeah, that listen, was terrible. Listen, I'm I not so, saying anything against no, you or no, that i did I'm the just best, saying, Yeah, we did the best. Dang it, it. It's and so I remember
1: I wasn't sleeping. He wasn't sleeping. He was miserable. Um, And I remember my mother pulling up, when he was about four weeks old, she pulled up in the driveway Mm -hmm. and she had this lamb skin, like this wool lamb skin. It was like a real From a shepherd. Yes. (laughs) And and she had a box of rice cereal Mm -hmm. and formula. And she said, we are going to feed this baby Mm -hmm. and we are going to put him on this lamb skin and he is going to sleep. And it worked, well, it really. and he did. He did. Yeah, we gave him a little cereal, and he liked it. He did um, like it. I, could, I don't. I didn't nurse him very long, and I can't remember. I always wonder about this because mm, I can't because remember why. I know I think I it have, was because he did probably not, didn't latch
0: he, well.
1: Well, he didn't, and I had huge boobs, and so I had to remember to push the boob down so he could. Yeah, break. you have to. You have to do a. Scene. Yeah, I didn't know that. Didn't I know. That. I, and so, oh gosh, when, I just get so mad when the nurse came in to tell me. She's like, well, he can't breathe. He's having to let go. So you got to give him
0: formula. Yeah, no. Dang She's it. She's like,
1: you just have to put... But he did... He ate all the time, and he still was never full. He was always hungry. So my mother, mm-hmm. well-meaning mother's yeah, suggestion for sure. was formula and rice, and that's what we did. And it did help, but he still suffered a lot with
0: oh.
1: gas and colic and all that kind of good stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, gosh... I just can't. He's a sweet baby. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. just isn't it crazy to think about how different things are now from that? There was nothing then. Mm-mm. If you were a mother, even if even if you in your inside your head were thinking this just doesn't seem right, what are you going to do? You right. can't do anything. Right. And, and
1: I might have been a lot more naive than but some still, more progressive okay, type women, but, but because still. I just really trusted my daughters. Right? And, what are you going to um, do? I, I just. And don't I don't think they. Really, were you know using the protocol that they were exactly. felt comfortable with, and so mm-hmm. I don't say that I shouldn't have trusted them. I just feel like I didn't question anything, right back then, and that might have been more me than the generation. I don't know. No,
0: I think it was the generation. Maybe I mean, so I you trust your doctors, but also whatever your doctor says, even if they didn't know what to do, there was no alternative of okay, we'll try this. You know, right. like that's what and I remember so the pediatrician telling
1: me. Um, I remember that first visit, and the pediatrician said, now, this was, it. well, it wasn't the first visit, but it was like maybe the six-week checkup, mm-hmm. and the pediatrician said, now, no matter what your mother says, <sighs> do not start feeding this baby cereal, and I was like, okay, and I thought, oop, did that two weeks ago, Oh <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. And, and,
1: and he said, she will, she will try to tell you to feed your baby cereal.
0: Oh, wow. And she did
1: because it worked. Because <laughs> like, darn it, he slept on yeah. sheepskin. And it was rice cereal, which supposedly was better. Or which something. is fine. <laughs> Good. He liked it. And he slept uh, on this sheepskin that I'm thinking he probably could have suffocated. I mean, he could have. I mean, just,
0: he didn't. It's a circle, but anyway. He didn't. He's yeah. fine. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> that's good. He's okay. It's not your problem at this point. <laughs> no, I, I love
1: Andrew. So I anyway. also love him. Yeah. So and he was such a great kid. Such a great baby.
0: Great now kid. on to the next, the next child. child. Yeah. So so what we, was she like? Oh, she was just a, pain. a lot like your daughter. Jay. A lot of, <laughs> a lot like my first child. Yes, yeah, who I adore. I yeah, adore as a she's grandchild, she's that girl. So fun. Oh, she
1: has my heart so uh Mm, she just has me but anyway so yeah so then when andrew was a little over a year and i was commuting about a 35 minute commute from powdersville to anderson and um that was kind of tough but daddy and i decided my dad your daddy yes not your daddy. my husband please please not your daddy oh my god i should just say doug doug and i decided oh yeah douglas decided that we wanted another baby
0: because they're so easy, yeah.
1: And well, we just loved you're good, Andrew. Parents. We just loved Andrew so much. Yeah. We thought we just want to love some. We'll else love the next too. one too. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> we will. So, daddy's. <laughs> so your daddy oh said, I, "I wanted to plan it to where you guys were two years apart." Mm-hmm. And so your dad
0: started genius, yes.
1: Yeah, said, "Well, you know, we might ought to go ahead and get started trying." Because it might take us a while Who this knows? time. Who knows? Even though the
0: last I time we were
1: already pregnant when we discussed.
0: Even the last happened. time we thought about a baby and, and then, then we it, were pregnant, sudden, we were four months pregnant. Yeah.
1: yeah it, <laughs> so this is a good idea. And I'm so should. naive. And I'm like, okay, okay yeah. yeah, we'll start early. Well, so I got pregnant that day. So 2 <laughs> weeks so 2
0: weeks later I peed on a stick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> peed on a stick I was pregnant, like seriously.
0: Um, 2 weeks later I sacrificed uh, a rabbit yeah. and it was yeah, fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <sighs> I think I know where I was when I got pregnant with you, but um, you may Go might not on. Want to know that no, story. I do.
0: I the Okay, I might Okay, I might not. I might not want to know the listeners for sure want to well, know. So we my in-laws
1: now we live in their house. And it's on the lake, and it's a great place. And we had boats and stuff. So I think it was on a boat in the lake, actually. That's pretty cool, guys. That's like, we're, yeah, we're just pretty pretty free
0: spirits. We're pretty cool.
1: We're pretty sure. All I'm I'm saying is,
0: we're pretty cool.
1: Okay. So and it was not even at night or anything. But oh my gosh, it w-
0: guys! It wasn't yeah. even at night.
1: If you ask your daddy, I'm sure if you say, "When did you and Kit get pregnant with me?" He will tell he you. He knows it was on the bed. That's what he always says. Anyway, well, probably. Well,
0: probably. Now that you want yeah. Now that you tell me that your daughter got pregnant when your son was at a Trader Joe's I in Los Angeles. Yeah. And okay, I, I know that story. All right.
1: <laughs> anyway. So You're um, here, here, Trader Joe. All right, so now, so so Caitlin, we get pregnant with you. Got me. Yeah, and I had already said, okay, I've had one C-section, so you could have a choice in mm-hmm. whether or not you had a C-section or if you wanted to try naturally for mm-hmm. your second baby. In the olden days. Yeah, and, you know, I was like, you're not getting another <laughs> baby out of me unless I have a C-section, it's a C-section. so it was planned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the pregnancy was pretty normal. I gained a did lot notice, of weight. Did you notice? Did
0: you notice a difference in those pregnancies? Yes, and I can't tell you what it was, but was I like, thought you were a girl. Was it like hemorrhoids or anything mm, like that? No, I didn't okay. have hemorrhoids. Okay, not ta- not, no. not giving away any cards here. No. Just thinking of my oh, life. Okay. No, I didn't have hemorrhoids. <laughs> um, but I that
1: you measured small apparently, and so oh, kind of you know toward I'm so The end. They started having me come. They were a little worried about you, so they I had to go every week and have this belt
0: thing. Yeah, that tied is to, a that is radiation the, or no? It's, uh, well, <laughs> whatever. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. Non-ionizing radiation. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Ultrasound. So that was like for Doppler. That was it's for, for like
1: several weeks. I had to go after school once a week, and they measured and all that. So then um, you were due on January sixteenth, which is my birthday. So um, when I went to my OB appointment before you were born, uh, Dr. Deloach checked me and said that we could go ahead and schedule the C-section. It was planned, and I thought that was just the best thing ever. <laughs> Don't have to bother with that, that terrible labor or any of that mess. And so I was really excited about that, and we looked at the calendar. And back in those days, they took babies um, two or three weeks before the due date, and so we looked at the calendar, and he said, "Oh, um, we can take her on on the thirty first, Jan- um, December thirty first, and she'll be a New Year's baby, and it'll be a tax write um, off, tax write off for you." And so we were like, "Yeah, and that'll be so cool to have that birthday, and to be and no, he to did- be
0: fair, it is a cool. Birthday. It is, a co- and it's
1: so her personality, so." Truthfully, party girl. So, anyway, so we decided that we were going to do that. He said, now we're the day before, we're going to do an ultrasound and make sure she's big enough. And when we did the ultrasound, he said he felt like you were, he said you had to be at least five pounds. And he said he felt like you were five pounds. Oh my gosh. Um, You ended up being like seven. Six. What? Six,
0: seven. I think it six, was in the sixes. sixes.
1: It was six something. I'll just yeah. daddy. Daddy's good at all that. Um, he's good at numbers. He's good at numbers. Anyway, he's I a, just busy. Why I was just busy. I know you keep saying that? <laughs> I was just busy trying to have a baby. So anyway, so we decided on that date. and December 31st. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a picture of of daddy and I are leaving the house. We're standing on the steps with my suitcase. And little do. Mm-hmm. little Andrew's got his little pacifier, standing on the steps, Saying goodbye to us as we oh. go off to the hospital to have his baby sister, and little did he and know. and we knew it was a sister. We knew that you were going to be a girl,
0: but you knew Andrew was going to be a girl too. Well, no. they, Thank uh, God. oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so
1: wanna, let me back up a minute, just <laughs> yeah, real quickly. So when I went to have my first ultrasound for Andrew, the um, the the um, radio the technician, yeah, had. Um, she looked at... Sonographer, I think Yes. It okay. She, I loved her, too. Her name was Terry. Terry. And so Terry did the... Um, ultrasound. Ultrasound. And she said, D- has Dr. Deloach told you what the baby is? And I said, no. And she said, well... She said, it's turned really funny, and it's hard to tell. She said, but I think it's a boy. She said, I'm a pretty... Girl. No, she said, I'm, she, pretty, oh. I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. a boy. Mm-hmm. Well, she said, Well, we'll see what... She said, I'll be interested to see what Perry says. Well, Perry came in, and he rolled the little thing around on my belly. And he goes, oh, it's a girl. You're going to have a girl. And I said, well, really? I said, Terry thinks it's a boy. He goes, oh, no, it's it's a girl. He said, um, I'll bet you anything. I'll I'll bet you. I'll give you my car. I should have taken a You should have. I nice bet he had car, a good car. Right? And so we had a shower. All those teeth
0: actually. We had a shower
1: for for this. Oh m g. Had a shower. Got lots of little girl clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were so cute. And so then the next time I had my ultrasound, he said that the baby had changed sexes on him. <laughs> yeah. So that was oh that gosh. ultrasound story. So anyway, back to Caitlin. So I had Caitlin's ultrasound. We already knew she was a girl. Um, the pregnancy was. Pretty normal. I was a little more careful about trying to make sure I walked. I, I didn't. Girl. I wasn't a running. I wasn't into running at that point in my life. But I, I did wasn't walk. into
0: exercise. I, was I into did it. exercise. Oh, well, I did. I'm
1: joking. I lost a lot of weight after Andrew's birth because you know I had my 10 year high school reunion.
0: Oh well, that's and so important. I had to get back so, into size five dress. So <laughs> yeah, wait, did you? Did you? Did Jane Fonda. Good job for you. Mm-hmm. Did you? Um, after you, after you had your baby, did you go back down? Like what? Okay, for what Andrew, was that like yeah, for
1: Andrew, um, literally, the reunion was. I think I want to say it was in like ten weeks. <gasps> oh lost, my gosh! I lost back down to my pre-pregnancy size. Holy
0: cow! Because I had this
1: really pretty at the time, pretty taffeta black dress, sleeve. You
0: know, I don't know sleeve. what taffeta means. Go taffeta on. Taffeta is a it's. it's kind of I know it's a, a fabric. fabric. I know it's a fabric. It's, it's I just don't really. It was cool back then, Be and cool. I looked
1: really pretty. I bet it was you great. did. Like mm-hmm. I had to get in that size five dress. Oh my gosh! And so I did Jane Fonda. She had aerobics exercises in every day. Was, I was it went, a lot of pumping? It's like yeah, running and pumping. jumping and yeah, it was. It was a lot. And I put Andrew in that little swing, and I took off.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, I got I didn't have any trouble oh. losing weight after him. After you wait, did you get back to your pre-pregnancy size? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's what you're saying. And within wow. 10 weeks. Yeah. Dang. Within 10 weeks I was back. Okay. Meanwhile, but back on the ranch, but I had, but Caitlin see, is, but is a good ten pound over not her pre-pregnancy. No, you're not. I'm a good ten pounds over. You don't look
1: it, you look skinny. But anyway. Thanks, Kay. So no, but I had a goal, you see. Yeah. I bought the I dress know. when I was pregnant. I was like, I this done, is my did, size. bought it. I, I bought a five. Size five dress, and I was That's going ballsy. to get in that. No, I knew. Like I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not mm-hmm. staying. I'm not staying fifty pounds overweight. <laughs>
0: Gosh, oh my gosh, fifty pounds. Fifty. Okay. Yeah. All right. We gotta go back to the story, but Okay, dang! Yeah, I know. That was a lot. I was a big girl. So anyway, Mm-mm. well, I mean I just that was not the
1: point. Yeah, but I was just big for me because okay. I was using pounds. You gained fifty yeah. pounds with your child. And remember the timer con- And the
0: timer, con- the, con- egg yeah. t- the, yeah. the egg the egg head. Like an
1: egg. So anyway. That's so then with rough. You, Yeah, that was terrible. Sheesh. That was terrible. So then with you, um, we scheduled the surgery. I went and it was really nice. Mm. Like, you just go in, and they give you the spinal, whatever they do, to numb you from, like, your Epidural. chest down.
0: Mm-hmm. So, wait, d- you didn't feel any contractions? Okay. No, no, because you, yeah, you weren't until January. Because you weren't doing until probably way past really? your due probably, date. Yeah, because, um,
1: so, you know, when they were measuring me, I think, it was I right. Think you were like I think it really, was right. Yeah, I <laughs> think you were I think we were wrong. I think you were Right. right. Yeah. So um they we go in and um have the C section and of course daddy
0: videotapes your what? daddy videotapes. Okay, tell everything. me about the C section again. I just wanna hear like Um It was very it was like, what's like, it like? like it, well it was it was really
1: very um I was comfortable. And I knew that I was going to get my baby and I wasn't going to have to go through all that pain that I'd gone through before or any of that, any of that work. So
0: you were relaxed. I mean, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, that I was. And, and awesome. again,
1: I was so trusting um, of my my um, OB. So, so what
0: did it feel like when you saw Andrew or me for oh, the first time? Oh, it was time? amazing.
1: Yeah. But with him, like with you, I knew it was coming, mm-hmm. but all I could feel was like a tugging. It felt like tugging. And of course, daddy's. You know, talking and video telling you about your intestines. Yes, and I'm like, and I had already warned him, do not talk about my inside organs. I can't. I don't want to hear about that. Please
0: stop discussing my organs. Yeah. So when you
1: came out and you were just perfect and beautiful and still didn't have, and you had that nice little round head and um, not in the vaginal (laughs) canal. Yeah, didn't bother with all that. So, (laughs) so I had you, and you were everything was fine. Well, then. They take you over to whatever they do, the fryer. Yeah. A lot of
0: people like to call it the fryer station. Okay, like the,
1: and then they then they said, like um, "We don't want to alarm you, but the baby is having some issues breathing, and we've got she to can't. take her. We got to take her to the NICU. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear."
0: I like, that's not what you say. want to hear. It's not.
1: And so it was terrible. Like, I was so scared. And Perry oh, was very gosh. reassuring. What He's was like, that this, like? What, it was awful. Like, it was horrible. I mean, you're, you're, what, you're d- told. What are you
0: thinking? You're moment? told your
1: child is is going to the NICU. I mean, like, yeah, I, I just wanted to take her and go to my room. Let me go to my room, and let's just, you know,
0: Snuggle. bond.
1: Well, so they rushed you off, and when I came Did out of Doug recovery. go with them? Um...
0: I can't remember. Were you alone? Like, what? What?
1: I cannot remember. Did you
0: feel alone?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just terrified. It was terrifying. No, Daddy was with me the whole time. But they're um, suturing you up. Yes. And
0: so nobody's with me. They're just like, they, are you t- like Doug they whisked
1: you. Wow. Now, Doug may have gone out to Check
0: tell find. the family
1: mm-hmm. and everybody what was mm-hmm. going on. In fact, I'm sure he did that. And then I go to my room, and um, a doctor came in from the NICU. And he would not reassure me that you were going to be okay. Like he, I said, is she going to be He said, it's too early to tell. She's she's oh. she's in level, back then, I think it was like level three yeah. was like the serious. The so bad. Yeah. And then he said, she's in level three. And um, so I said, when can I see her? And they said I could go the next day.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Well, so, but when Perry came down, Dr. Deloach, when he came in... Um, he said, and that was like the next afternoon. I was so worried. The next afternoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was and born. You were born that afternoon two, before. Three, yeah. So, so this was like the next hours. day. May have, oh been, may have been morning, but it was late. Probably so. when he was doing his rounds. And he came in and he said, um, have you gone and held the baby? And I said, no. I said, they told me I couldn't hold her. And he was livid livid. He threw, he took his coat off, threw it on the chair and said, I will be back. He was, I've never seen him so angry. And, um, he came back when he came back, he said, you're going to go down and hold your baby. You need to hold your baby. Cause I could touch you, but I couldn't hold you. Oh. Well, when I got there, the nurses were mad at me. Like they must've thought that I had, and I was like, if y'all don't think it's safe, because this is how much in the medical paradigm I was. I was like, if you don't think it's... safe, And they were like, oh, no, no, mm mm-mm. Dr. Deloach said, we had to, and you were going to hold this baby, and you had all these tubes hooked up to you. It was really scary. Um, So I held you, but neither one of us was comfortable, because I was thinking, am I doing something to jeopardize my child? So that was really scary. Um, And then later, Perry explained to me, and this made me feel better. He said, she's going to be fine. And I wanted to trust that, but that other doctor was saying he didn't know. But Perry said, it's like this. He said, you have a healthy baby who is sick. He said, there are babies in there who are not healthy and sick. He said, she's healthy. And if I'd known your personality and how strong you are, I would not have worried as much because you were just a fighter, so you were going to be fine. But I didn't know that. And I remember that first or second night, so I was in the hospital a couple of days with a C-section. Um, the pain meds were real good. They gave good, good pain medicine. Good. Yeah, Thank they did. Goodness. Yeah. For all that. And I knew I had been told by one of my sister's friends that when you have a C-section, I found this out before I had Andrew, you try to stand up as straight as possible. When you stand up, you stand up straight. Don't your tendency is to hunch over. But if you stand up straight, you heal a lot faster. And that was true. Found out that to be true. So, um, but we were terrified. It was awful. Um, and so I left the hospital with no baby, mm. go home. And, um, you know, we had to go up to the hospital. And I tried sending breast milk, and the nurses, I don't think, were giving it to you. And it was just a mess.
0: They were giving sugar. They right? were giving you sugar something. Water.
1: Yeah. It was not breast. They were not doing what they were supposed to do. And 91, it was terrible. Guys, back it, was, in 91. it was terrible. So um, the end of 91, actually, by this time okay, it would so have been 90. it was 92. No, excuse me. Yes. You were born the last day of '91, so so yes, this is '92. So um, it was terrible. We were scared. They said you would be in there for probably 14 days because your lungs weren't developed. Oops. Yeah. Oops. How does that happen? So the tax uh, the The tax tax break uh, turned out to not be one because that was very expensive.
0: Turns out, undeveloped lungs. Are a lot very expensive. Are a pretty penny. Yeah. So lungs are a pretty penny. (laughs) Yeah. It was terrible.
1: It was terrible. But anyway, so finally, I remember the day they moved you to like the the middle level section. Yeah. And they and then not long after that, they moved you to level one, and they said you were out of the woods, and that was such a relief. And then we went and got you, and I have a picture of Andrew holding you with his passy in his mouth, and I can still remember him saying, "Hey, Taitman, hey, Taitman." So sweet. He just loved you so much. Uh, At that I point, yeah, until you months. were a little bit older. Yeah, he did love you. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of scary. Um Gosh. And then when I later had Kelly, they had changed it to where they would take the baby, like, a week before mm-hmm. the due date. Because by that time, after I had two C-sections, you didn't have a choice you're de- anyway. You're
0: having a C-section. Yeah,
1: which I would have opted for anyway. Right. So...
0: So, okay, so what was that like? Okay, your pregnancy between me and between Kelly, that's That was eight, eight years. years, yeah. Now, what happened in that meantime? Well, um, Did so... You, well, sorry, I, I am sorry to interrupt. Did you think that you were going to just have two kids? Yeah,
1: that's... Yes, and um, I mean, when Daddy and I, before we even got married, we talked about having two, possibly three and so, um, yeah, I figured we were done. We had a boy and a girl. You we were both healthy and. Pretty cute. Very cute. Oh my gosh. We did make some beautiful babies. So, yeah, I, I was, I mean, we hadn't totally ruled it out, but I was, let's see, I was, I just turned 30 right after you were born. So I was done. I was like, I'm done, because I'm, you know, I'm done. And I had both of my children before I'm 30. That was kind of my goal. Cool, cool. And so I was like, and I know today now that's so different because mm-hmm. people don't even get married um, that Until early.
0: That.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's which is cool. good. But so I, but that was well, my goal. And then to
0: those of us who were married before that, okay, go on. Yes. So
1: <laughs> anyway, but I'm just saying a lot of people I'm don't. Just kidding. It's, it's fine. On. So um, let me think. Where was I?
0: You were talking oh, about Kelly.
1: Yeah. So. Eight years had passed, you know, and my sister had a baby that was kind of a surprise at, um, she turned 40. Let's see, she turned, Carly was born right before her 40th birthday. And my dad had actually died the year before Carly was born. And my sister swore that that was his, he was really a jokester. Like he thought things that weren't funny were funny. And so she's like, I know Daddy. I know Daddy thinks this is hilarious. <laughs> and he probably told God to let me have this baby. And so she was devastated when she found out because she was almost four years old. And she just was not planning on another child. Of course, that child has turned out to be their biggest blessing. She's precious. <laughs> she's cool. Oh, my gosh. She's such a great kid. But anyway, so she had Carly. And Daddy and I had actually entertained the thought of another baby. And then we went to the beach with them. And you were like seven, and Andrew was almost nine, and we went to the beach. Carly was a couple of months old, and that made me realize that I did not want another baby because I had forgotten what it was like to have an infant oh. 24-7. Oh, my God. That's when we got Frank. Yeah, so Daddy and I were walking down the beach, and I was like, I do not want another child, because you guys were at a good age where you were pretty independent. I could actually you know, sit at the beach and read a book and watch you, and um, it was good. You were independent. And so we decided not to have another child, and we were walking down the beach one day, and we saw these two little dachshunds, mm-hmm. and we stopped to pet them, and we had a dachshund at home that we just adored. And so we got the bright idea, let's get a dachshund instead. And so... We went home and adopted this little dachshund named Frank, and he was the best dog I've ever had in my life, like mm-hmm. just the best. So Frank came along instead of a baby, and everybody was happy. And then um, I, about a year later, my f- best friend, who um, was also my teaching assistant, um, got pregnant. She had her tubes tied eight years Prior to that. So this was a very unexpected baby. And sh- her children were um, older. And after being around her and her new baby, we decided that, um, yeah, maybe we we should have a baby. Well, actually, your daddy decided that. I had told him that I thought it was time for him to go get a vasectomy. <laughs> I said, I want you to go get a vasectomy. OMG. Yes. Because I really... I really had thought that we were done, and I was like in my mid to late 30s, and I thought, it's time to be done. And so he said, I'm not sure that I don't want another one, another baby. And so I was like, well, if we're going to have another one, let's get on it because I'm not getting any younger, and we're going to have to do this if we're going to do it. So I got off birth control pills, got pregnant right away as usual, and, um, and, and I told my husband, do not tell the children that I'm pregnant. Cause I always, my mother had taught me, you wait till you're three months pregnant before you tell anybody, even though that was hard for me because I always started showing so early. But I said, let's don't tell the children while well, he can't keep a secret to this day. He's still like his big blabber mouth. So I'm like, don't tell the children. Well, of course he told the children and they were thrilled. They were very excited. And cause um, I had
0: been asking. Yeah. Oh, fair. she
1: had been praying. So that's what I remind her of all the time. Is you prayed for this child. So I don't want to hear any. Ugh. I don't want to hear any of your smart mouth because. Oh yeah, gosh. I'm, yes, she'd been praying for this child for years, and so. Um. um you had the tubal. Or, no, no. Sorry. That was Sherry. Your friend yeah. had the
0: tubal. She had
1: it. Yeah, and then I got. So we decided to have this baby. I got pregnant. I told Daddy not to tell you, but he did. Well, at the time, we were—I was teaching in um, Powdersville, and you were—you and Andrew both were in school there. And because your daddy had told you, I did not want anybody to know until I was three months pregnant. I always felt like that was just the best to make sure, you know, everything was going to be okay. So you begged me to let you tell people, and I said, no, you cannot tell anybody. There were two other teachers that were pregnant at that time. One was a substitute teacher, and one was a a full-time teacher— and I remember sitting in my classroom and they were telling us that they were pregnant and they were about the same, they were about as far along as I was. And you looked at me and I shook my head, no, like, mm-hmm. do not open your mouth. Well, so not long after that, I think I was about eight weeks pregnant. Um, we went to have an ultrasound and you and daddy and Andrew were with me. And we went in and Terry, um, the technician, was starting the ultrasound. And, and she, we were so
0: excited. Yes. Like, oh my whatever. gosh.
1: Yes. And so she said, um, I'm going to have them step out for a minute. And she said, Doug, will y'all you take the kids out to the waiting room for just a few minutes? And I knew that didn't sound good. And then she came back and she said, um, I want Dr. Deloach to look at this. She said, I, I'm seeing something that you know I'm questioning. And so he came in and did the ultrasound and said that um, basically it was just an empty egg sac, Like mm-hmm. um, the baby was... Not there.
0: Chemical pregnancy.
1: Yeah, and so I was going to miscarry and um having to tell the kids that was pretty devastating. I mean Andrew was so mad, so upset, and you know, he made up he said, I don't want you to get pregnant again. This is this is um this is terrible. He was. They were both so hurt. But I told. But I was so glad to be able to go back to school and not have to have all the well-meaning sympathy because mm-hmm. it was so hard as it was. I hadn't even told my friends and nobody knew except for our parents. And, um, but one of the other teachers lost her baby too. And I just remember people coming up to her and very well-meaning, saying how sorry they were and then she would burst into tears. And I thought, I am so thankful that nobody knew about me. Um, but the one good thing about that baby, and I'm very sure it was a boy. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I just know that was a boy. Um, and the one thing it did was confirm that we really wanted another baby mm-hmm. because we weren't sure, and then we got pregnant, and then we were excited. So um, Dr. Loach said, you know, wait a month, have, have one period, and then you can try again. Well, of course, we were pregnant <laughs> a month later. Um, with Kelly, clearly. and yeah, clearly, and her her preg- my pregnancy with her was normal. Um, by that time I was, you know, I was really into um, making sure, like, I walked with my friends and exercised and took care of myself and ate well. And um, I remember one of my my best friend at the time. I'm walking in her neighborhood, and Caitlin, you were I was huge pregnant with Kelly. I was probably about eight months. And this dog started chasing you. And I, my friends laughed so hard. April Rice was there too. April and Tabby. They were laughing so hard because I started running, this big, big woman running, screaming at this dog to leave you alone. Um, And I threw a rock at it. And it went way over his head, <clears throat> and that made them laugh even harder. They were like, "If you don't stop and leave my child alone, I'm going to throw this rock way over your head." <clears throat> so, um, so Ken- Kelly's the pregnancy with Kelly was pretty normal. Um, y'all were both so excited. Andrew was actually very excited when I when we told him. And again, I told Daddy not to tell you, and of course he did. He blabbed. I thought later I should have told him. That's the problem with telling him. <laughs> no,
0: here's the yeah. The
1: here's the thing. yeah. Yeah. And he he cannot keep a secret to this day. So, um. Now you were how old
0: were you at that time?
1: Um. Let's see. Thirty-seven. Okay. I so think was I thirty-seven when Kelly was born. I think I had just. I think you
0: were thirty-eight. You're about to be thirty eight Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. So yeah. you um. You already mentioned that your in-laws were very medically minded.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, they were. Um, And so during the pregnancy, um, and they, I cannot convey enough how wonderful these people were. Like they were just, uh, they were like second parents to me. I just adored them. Um, But they thought it would be a good idea for me to have uh, um, amniocentesis.
0: Explain that, please.
1: That is where, you know, they insert a needle into your abdomen and draw fluid um, to check the baby to see if there are any abnormalities. And a lot of it is looking for, like, Down syndrome or spina bifida or things like that. Well, when they, um, I did not want to do it. And the me today, the 50-something-year-old me would not, would now stand my ground but back then I you know I didn't have the backbone to say I'm not doing that and your daddy you know thought it was a good idea too but the bottom line was I thought it's a waste of time because even if there's something wrong I'm not going to do anything about it I'm still going to have the baby and it's just going to cause marital discourse with mm-hmm. my family and in-laws and all and so um that was that was really scary. And what's really frustrating is they do this, um, the ultrasound that they do when they're doing the amniocentesis was the 3D. Like it was back then, that was the new thing. It was really new and very clear. You could see everything. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the technician even was saying, now this baby looks perfectly healthy, you know, normally with Down's children, their, their hands are a little bit stubby and there, there were certain things that they were looking for and they, they didn't think that there was anything wrong with her at all, just from the ultrasound. So I wish I had said, let's just stop and not do it. Um, But again, you know, I felt pressure, um, rightly or wrong. I, I felt pressure from my family to have that done. So um, everything, of course, came back normal, healthy baby. Thankfully, she survived the amnio. Um, And I had found out that my my best friend at the time had, um, when she had had her baby, she had also had had an amnio. She just wanted to prepare her family in case there was something wrong. She would have not done anything about it either. Um, And both babies turned out fine. Well... So after Kelly was born um, with you know, again, C-section baby, and it was pretty funny. My, um, a, a girl that I'd gone to high school with was a nurse at the hospital. She was a delivery nurse, labor and delivery nurse. And we had been in communication and she told me um, that she was going to be off the day. January 4th is Kelly's birthday. And she said, I think I'm supposed to be off, but I'm going to try to switch schedules with somebody. Well, she worked it out to where she could be there for Kelly's birth, which I thought was really cool. And um, she has, um, she had a redheaded child. And so, and and I'm a redhead. My siblings are all, there's four of us that we're all redheads. Mama had blonde hair. Daddy had black hair four redheaded kids. (laughs) And um, Kelly was mom's 11th grandchild and nobody had red hair. So when, um, when Perry was doing the C-section, he took Kelly out, and he goes, it was really funny, he goes, Doug, this baby looks just like me, <laughs> which was hilarious. And then Erin, um, my friend from high school, took her and said, oh, kid, she's a redhead. And so we were thrilled, and she went and cleaned her up and did whatever they do, and, um, and she was fine. And she, I kept her in the room with me, and I remember you guys coming up and seeing her and um, all of that w- was normal because we took her a week early, not yeah. two weeks. And she was really, I think, due. Um, she was due on January 11th. So, um, about the first visit, how old are you? How old is the baby when you go to your first, um, pediatrician visit? Oh, pediatric visit? Now,
0: I don't know because. A couple I'm, of weeks, maybe two like weeks. Two weeks maybe. I think it was two
1: weeks. So I took her to see, um, our pediatrician. And um, who I loved dearly, I had found um, Dr. Sanders. she went to my church, oh, that's and cool. yeah, she um, started going to her when y'all were little. So she was examining Kelly, and I noticed Kelly had a little red mark under her bottom lip. And um, it just I thought, whoa, she's bruised at nursing or something. I didn't think too much about it. And because
0: um, that was the first baby you had. Had you nursed anybody else to that point?
1: No, um, um, probably not, but I had been, she nursed really well, Mm -hmm. and so, um, yeah, I thought it was just she'd bruised at nursing or something. I wasn't really worried about it, and when I went to see Dr. Sanders, or Patty, like I said, we were friends, um, she said, kid, I think she has a little hemangioma, which I didn't know what that was at the time. Unfortunately, I found out more than I ever wanted to know, but So she opened up her lip and looked around her gums and her tongue and she said, yes. She said, I'm pretty sure this is a hemangioma. Um, And she said, it's just um, where the blood vessels um, collect and um, cause like a, a little purple spot. And so she sent me to a doctor, a plastic surgeon in Greenville, to let him look at her. And he decided that she needed... Um, laser treatments because by this time her lip had gotten pretty purple like it, it continued to get bigger and and then it actually started to protrude like her whole bottom lip was kind of disfigured and so he did laser surgeries we went every week for a laser surgery and I would hold her and it was horrible um and of course the doctor was like oh it's fine she's not you know she's not in pain but yes she was definitely but in pain clearly. yeah she was in pain it was awful, um, and then you know, as she got a little bit older, we of course thought she was beautiful. She was a beautiful baby, she was. but she had this huge, disfigured bottom lip. It and was really
0: big. It's like if you take your lip and pull it down. Yeah, and like, the inside kind of sticks
1: out. Yeah. yeah, it was it was very big and puffy and purple, and so you know, we got the stairs. Now, at that time, where we lived, the little community of Powdersville was nothing like it is today. It was more of a smaller community, and people knew everybody. And so, you know, of course, all of my friends thought she was darling and gorgeous, and they didn't think anything. And But you would run into the random stranger who would say, what in the world happened to her lip? Or what's wrong with her? Or, you know, things, very derogatory comments. And that was really tough. Um, it really bothered you and Andrew, especially Andrew. He was like her protector. He really... Um, watched over her so carefully, and um, he would get devastated whenever somebody would say something ugly. And so I just prayed a lot and thought, Lord, you know, please help us find an answer to fixing her lip. The The surgeon that we had gone to told me that she would need to be at least five to seven years old before they could do surgery. And I thought, well, by that time, her self-esteem is going to be out the window. Um, I was just... At a very, I was I was not upset about the way she looked because Leslie, as I said she was gorgeous, but I just didn't want her to have to face people being cruel, and so I just started praying that if this was her cross to bear, to give us the strength and the, um, the tools needed to make her feel self confident and to help her, um, through it and not to not to let it scar her emotionally. But that was you know always a big concern. I remember we went to Washington DC one time and um, she was little and some little boys were laughing and pointing at her and they were like little Boy Scouts or something. And I remember Andrew just glared at them. and you know he got so protective of her that she didn't have a clue what was going on. She was only a year old at the time and she really didn't know, know yet that, that was that she was any different from anybody else. And then we went to, um, that summer, we went to um, the beach, and while I was at the beach, one of my friends was, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher, and so I love science and stuff, and I always am doing things like hatching tadpoles, and so I had these tadpoles that had hatched, and I had this friend that agreed to go to my house and feed my tadpoles, and um, she called me the minute we got home and said you, you she left me a voicemail and said you have to call me right away I have news I have I have found somebody who can save Kelly's lip who can fix it and so when I called her she said um actually we had gone to Disney World when that happened and when I got home she said Kit there's this doctor I saw him on one of those lifetime stories and she said his name is Dr. Wayner. he's in Little Rock, Arkansas and I saw um I saw a show, and these children look totally normal. He's He, he fixes their, their their disfigurements. So we contacted him, and I remember my husband talking to him on the phone, and he was from South Africa, so he had a very cool accent. And um, He t- had Doug send pictures of Kelly, and we talked to him on the phone, and he said, I can fix your daughter's lip. I can make your daughter look normal. And we just cried, and he said, Now, um, I'll need to... Um, you know, we scheduled the surgery. It was going to be in Little Rock, Arkansas. At the time I was terrified of flying. Um, and he said, it's probably going to take two surgeries, maybe three. And so we did a lot of praying and my in-laws helped us because at that time I had not gone back to school because Kelly couldn't, I couldn't give her a bottle. Like I had to nurse her. So she, I, I, I had to quit my job.
0: Now, wait a minute, <laughs> real quick. Mm-hmm. So the, and, so Go back to when you were pregnant, you felt like there was a reason. That
1: well, that was later, yes, and I'll okay. tell you that in a minute. Okay, so we met, we, we met Dr. Wainer, and he, um, we flew out to Little Rock, and I had the whole church praying for us because I was terrified of flying. And, and our concern was, all right, so my insurance, COBRA insurance through Blue Cross, which is very expensive, was going to run out before her surgery. And we knew the surgery was going to be very expensive, and we were living on one income. And it was, you know, times were tough. So, um, so we were concerned about that. The, uh, the surgery was scheduled for um, September, sometime in September, the end of September. Well, they called us and said, there's been a cancellation. Would you like an earlier surgery? And we were like, yes, because we, don't, we won't have the insurance. It'll be out of pocket then. So we were able to get the flight. Um, she, her surgery was in August of, um, 2001. And if you know anything about history, you know mm-hmm. what happened in September of 2001. Um, and so if we had not gotten that appointment, which I think was a God thing, I know it was, um, I don't know when we would have had the surgery because September 11th happened. So we got in with Dr. Weiner. Um, the surgery was covered with Blue Cross, and our in-laws helped us with the difference. And he came out after her surgery and said, "Her lip is fixed. She's not going to need any more surgeries." So that was an answer to prayer. He said, "You know, you know." He said, "Down the road, she might want to touch up or something." He said, "But," and she, it was wonderful. She was just, you know, her lip was fixed um, through us. Our story. Several other friends found out about. Kelly's story, and we actually led other people to Dr. Weiner for their children's hemangiomas. I um, mean, it's a vascular mass is what it is. It's like a vascular tumor. And so years later, I always wondered what caused Kelly's hemangiomas. Some of them, some hemangiomas um, are flat, and they'll only show up like if the child's crying or you're know, upset. In fact, my friend Sherry, who I mentioned earlier, also had an amniocentesis. Her daughter had one mm-hmm. on her forehead. Um, But hers was flat. It was never an issue, and it was, um, you know, it really didn't show up unless she was upset or angry or whatever. So um, Dr. Weiner performed the surgery, said we wouldn't have to have another one, and that was an answer to prayer. Um, The flight that we took there was on a small jet, which I was really terrified of. Um, They told us we were going to hit major turbulence and that it it could get very scary. Well, it was the smoothest flight ever. I mean, I prayed the whole time. Um, and God just covered us, and everything just worked out perfectly. So Kelly was fine. She looked normal. When she was in first grade, a little boy made a comment about her lip, and it just hurt her so much that we did go back to New York and had a little touch-up surgery. But you, if you look at her today, you would never know mm-hmm. that she had anything wrong. So years later, I always wondered what caused that, what caused the hemangioma. And I was checking, I always would check up on Dr. Wayner every once in a while. He was such a nice man and um, does such great work. If you ever Google him, he, he created a scalpel that cauterizes as it cuts. And that's why he was able to do the surgery when she was only a year old. Um, whereas the other doctors had told me we had to wait. So... When we got back, actually, after having her surgery, I had to have the, she had to have the stitches removed, and I took her back to the original surgeon who was furious at me. Mm-hmm. And um, he was not very kind, and I, he was not very gentle with Kelly, and that was, that was unfortunate. But anyway, she, she ended up okay. So I started doing a little research, and one of the comments that Dr. Wayner had made was that he felt like hemangiomas were caused by a disruption in the placenta. Mm. and, you know, he never said that amniocentesis caused it, but I was convinced that that's what caused it. Mm. And so I thought I wish I had had more of a backbone. I wish I had stood up and said I'm not having that done. I would never have that done, ever. I didn't want to have it done, and I shouldn't have, but that was, you know, that was my mistake for not being strong enough to tell people that, that loved me and who were well-meaning, no.
0: Yeah, I mean, pregnancy is a hard time to do that anyway. It is. It really is.
1: So, anything else? <laughs>
0: well, so okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that was the, the intensity of the story. So yeah. she was born, and what was? I mean, was that C section fine? Yeah, it-
1: everything went well. Um, and and uh, like I said, uh, it was during flu season, Ugh. so I did not, and I was a very much a germaphobe, and so yes. I did not let you or Andrew. I, my mom and dad had moved in next door to us, and so. Um, I didn't let you guys near her. And you actually were running a fever the day she was born. That's you started running a fever. So I was like, you can't be near this child. I remember
0: looking through the window at her. I yep, you looked through the window. gone uh-huh. through the window, I believe. Uh-huh,
1: at my mom's house. I'll let you look at her through the window. And <laughs> other people, uh, they had to wear masks when they came. That was with all of you. I was really funny. Because it it, all of you were born during, you know, quote, mm-hmm. flu season, unquote. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, so I made I made everybody wear a mask, and they had to use hand sanitizer, and I'm surprised I didn't make them wear a hazmat suit. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I stayed at my mom's for about a week or two with Kelly until – That's nice. Yeah, it was really great. She really fed me well. It was mm-hmm. good, yeah. But, yeah, so her pregnancy was normal except, you know, everything was normal except for the hemangioma, and that was very traumatizing. When, right before we left to go have the surgery – um, I took her to the mall and got her a little stuffed bear, really <laughs> cute little brown bear with blue bo- blue dots all over it. And I said, you're going to take this with you, you know, when we go to um, Little Rock. And Dr. Wainer later moved to New York, but this was when he was still in Little Rock. And I said, you're going to take this. This is going to be your boo-boo bear. You're going to take this little bear. is for your boo-boo. And um, I remember, I think I came up with the name because right before we left, I was holding her up, and she was looking in the mirror, and she was um, just starting to talk, and she looked at her lip for the first time ever and said, boo-boo, boo-boo. She knew she had a boo-boo on her lip. Mm-hmm. So we got that lip taken care of before she ever even really understood what was going on, and that was that was a godsend. But um, So she still has boo-boo bear to this day.
0: And now my daughter Jane yeah. loves Boo oh she bear loves Booba Bear wants to take Boo-Boo Bear home. I'm like every no, time she no 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 <laughs> Booba Bear does not
1: leave the house. But yeah,
0: so that's so sweet. Yeah,
1: so wow. and, um, you know I didn't know at the time all that you know now, and that I'm so proud of you for learning and and being an advocate for moms. Um, I wish I had known a lot more then because at the time I would uh, if you had said you know have a home birth I'd have thought you're out of your mind. I'm I could never do that.
0: So, but you could, I mean, that's what's it, it's so disappointing just to know you know, there was just so little in yeah. the realm of resource. Yeah, and
1: well, it was just considered like far out, and, yeah, and you're way crazy. out there. And I think a lot of people still think that way. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that like podcasts like this do educate people. Um, because even one of my friends where I teach now, um, was saying something about when you had Lillian and. She was like, oh, that's so scary. And, you know, she's, she was, um, you know, what about pediatrician? Did the pediatrician come? And what pediatrician? I didn't. I don't go there with her because she does know, not. But, but she is so wrapped up in the medical paradigm that if I told her anything about my grandbabies that
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not ashamed of, but it's just that I know. I'm not getting into that. <coughs> I'm not getting into that because, number one, she doesn't believe it. And, number two, it's just not, you know, mm-hmm. she's not ready for that. So.
0: Anyhow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it really is crazy. Yeah, well, anyway. well, so okay, so let's let's wrap it up <coughs> with between Sorry. then and now, like between having your children and having your grandchildren, what's the biggest difference for you? Um, oh, well, having
1: your grandchildren is just the best ever. And I don't mean that not having your own children. You don't really understand what love is until you have your own children, I think. I mean I, I really I think you I just agree. do until you're a mother, you do not understand. And I know Caitlin was a very, very strong willed child and very difficult. And I did hard. Not, very hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't always discipline her the best. I did to the best of my ability. But it was and hard. It was hard. And I worked full time and I stayed stressed out and my husband had sleep apnea so I didn't get any sleep and it was and then my son had um, some um, processing issues that he overcame and, you know, graduated from Clemson with honors, so it was not a permanent thing. But I just had a lot going on, and um, so I was stressed a lot of the time too. And so I had a firmer hand than I would have, if I could go have a do-over, I would not stress about the things that don't matter. But Caitlin was a very strong-willed child, um, and, and, so, and her daddy was the pushover.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, he's
1: like the good guy and, and like I was the disciplinarian and I took care of everything and he was the fun one. You know, he would, in, in order to help me, he would whisk them off to the movies on Saturdays yeah. or Sundays mm-hmm. so that I could clean the house and cook for the next week and do laundry and all that stuff. Um, and they adored, adored him, um, which is great. And he's that same kind of grandfather. And the thing I like about, that I love about having my grandchildren is I, can enjoy them without having to parent them. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it hurts my heart when I see Janie get in trouble. Like, but she needs it. I know, I mean, realistically, I know she needs to be disciplined because that's going to make her, you know, a normal, healthy child. First, <laughs> We're
0: working for normalcy here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just
1: saying, oh my gosh, but I couldn't do it. Like, I could not. I couldn't. Now, when she clawed my face earlier, yes. I thought about spanking her, but I couldn't really do that. Like I could not. I could never mm-hmm. put vinegar in her mouth, or oh, just couldn't. That's like our, it cried. That's like when, when you put vinegar in her mouth and she's screaming, it just breaks my heart. But I, but I want her. I want her discipline because I want her to be a well-adjusted person. But that's the difference. And I now see how my mother-in-law felt when I would take you to the back. It wasn't vinegar. It was. Uh, it was probably Mister Spoon. Mr. Um, Spoon. Mr. Spoon, Mr. Brush, Mr. Spatula, Mr. whatever I can get my hands on. Whatever, whoever yeah. he is. Yeah, Um, And I tried, it wasn't just Spankins, You know, we tried timeout. Of course, Caitlin peed in the timeout chair. To um, be fair. Yeah, and then we put her in a room and she peed on the beds. And to be it, it fair. Was, it, was, it was hard. So Janie's a lot like that. She um, sure is. <laughs> and, and, but I see, and I always saw the delightful side of Caitlin. It's just that I had to parent her. Because nobody else was doing it, um, and turns out. turns out I was alone, and then and that was tough. But um, and Andrew was so easy, so I think Caitlin felt like I favored him and that I loved him more. Well, that's not true. It's just I didn't have to punish him because he didn't do anything to deserve being punished. Um, and Kelly was pretty much that way too. And she was kind of more of a in between the two as far as behavior goes. But um, but yeah, they all turned out to be pretty well adjusted young people and I'm really proud of all of them. Um, but my grandbabies are my life. Like, but my like,
0: grandbabies are better. They're better. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. much better. <laughs> they
1: really are the best. I'll,
0: I'll give you that.
1: They are the best. I love having Janie comes and spends the night with me usually every Friday night and we have our little day planned the next day to go run our errands and she's much better behaved for me
0: than she is for her mother. Yeah. That's me. And I'm that's how,
1: that, And that's how, that's how Caitlin was um but Janie is so good i think i really believe that Janie's behavior a lot of her behavior has has exacerbated since Lillian's birth because <laughs> That's she's fair. she's not the center of attention now when she's here with me of course Lillian's too little to come and stay by herself so when she's just here with Doug and me her mama kitty and papa dog she um she behaves like she doesn't scratch my face and she doesn't mm-hmm. You know, pitch fits and stuff. Of course, you know, we try to do everything she likes, but, um, yeah, but she's a she's a great kid. And Lillian's personality seems a lot more like Andrew's was, just kind of mellow and real sweet, real sweet. Lillian will smile at you even if she doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's, they're both precious, yeah. So I love being mm-hmm. a grandmom. It's the best. Well, yeah. kittens, I call her kittens. I don't know if I yeah. said that
0: earlier. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Well, I, I'm
1: sorry. I talked way longer
0: than we no. said. Well, 45 <laughs> minutes, an hour and a half. It's about the Why? same <laughs> It was very enjoyable. And well, I And I know it. everybody who's listening is enjoying it. It's, I hope so. It's so interesting to hear, you know, wh- what were things like, you know, a, a few, a right. few right. years
1: back? Right. A and few I, years A back. few years ago. And I really wish we had my mom still here. Like, I wish yeah. I could find out more about my mom's yeah. pregnancies. She um, tells
0: me she had them all naturally, but she I, did um, I think she did, yeah could. yeah, she could, and she got pregnant real easily too, so yeah. Yeah. it's a high cervix thing yeah, I think. yeah there's that i'll put my yeah. i'll put my uh i i'm gonna write my thesis about that, yeah, later, but she
1: said that my daddy would would hang his um pants on the on the bedpost and she was pregnant, <laughs> and Dang. it happened four times four yeah times four it times did. it did
0: mm-hmm. oh man, yeah, well i have so deeply enjoyed me this too. conversation. Me too. Thank you for inviting be, me. Yeah, it'll be so much fun yeah. to listen back to this, you know, just to to hear what it was like for you and how you went through all yeah. of these, all of these Yeah, all these experiences. Yeah. But And, um,
1: yeah, just have a little bit of baby weight to lose. about Just 15 a little pounds, bit. 15 pounds. I've yeah. got 15 pounds to lose. Yeah.
0: Hashtag GlowBodyPT. <laughs> go on. Go on. Let me know if you want that discount. I'll give you that discount code. <laughs> but um you know as we as we wrap up the podcast i usually go into an episode roundup right here and th- today i just want to think about you know just how things change and how the available knowledge can really influence the decisions that you make and how we really need to be considerate of What our parents went through and what the generations before them went through and and how things have changed over time. Because, you know, I think about, okay, I was able to nurse my second daughter solely because there was an ability to heal her tongue and lip tie. You know, just a few years prior to that, that would not have been a thing. Mm -hmm. And I just think about, you know, all of the things that my mom went through where she didn't have any support. She had absolutely nobody to go to, nobody to turn to and say, like, hey, is this okay? Is this normal? What am I supposed to do right now? There was nobody there. And really,
1: chiropractors were considered, like, fringe
0: yeah, like that was just fringy. like, yeah, yeah. And but even a chiropractor is not going to be able to help you with so no, but, much of the... No, but like,
1: you know, how your babies both had chiropractic yeah. um, adjustments day one. I mean, that mm-hmm. just really is so important. Those it things is. that we did not know.
0: There was nothing there. was nothing And
1: a lot there. of people, what's sad is a lot of people that are still so caught up in traditional medicine, and I know that, you know, that may work for some people, but they don't know. Yeah. They Whatever their doctor says is... Is like Gold. from God, and mm-hmm. um, and that's I guess my eyes have been opened since we really since we started researching um, more holistic cures and things. Anyway, years you know several years back, but um, yeah, it is. It's, there's so much more out there, and now with technology, there's there's no excuse not to find your own research, mm-hmm. not to not to look at all your options.
0: Yeah, so. So just make sure that you consider that and just be appreciative to what your parents, you know, what your family members went through. (laughs) It's different from your experience. It's not the same thing. And, and hooray for you for, for finding this path, but remember what your parents went through and, and how different the times are and just be appreciative because, Holy cow. They had to endure a lot, and they really didn't have a lot of resources just a few years back. Things just changed so quickly. Um, but they didn't even have computers. didn't until even have until the, the-, the, the freaking internets. They no. didn't have the Googles. No, no. Uh-uh. So, no. Kit- this yep. is my time to tell you thank you oh, for all that you did. You're a you're phenomenal so kitten oh, well, as my mother, you. and well, you're, you're a phenomenal
1: mama you're, kitty. You're a wonderful mother, and I love being mother. You're a wonderful mother. Currently, I'm a mother <laughs> to my three year old. Yeah, and you're a mother. Um, you yeah, <laughs> oh my god, mm. and she's actually in the back. I hear her screaming. screaming. I don't know if anybody else can
0: hear this. She is talking loudly. Yeah, she's really ready for
1: her mama kitty. Come
0: back there and rescue her. Well, we'll wrap this up. But um, guys, this is the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020. This is a year into the podcast. And I am so grateful for my listeners. I'm so grateful for you guys who love the stories that these moms tell. Because every single person that comes on to this podcast, they're just magnificent. And their stories are phenomenal. And... My mom clearly included. Just women are amazing and the things that they do for their families, it's just, it's not discussed enough how freaking amazing that is. So thank you, Mama Kitty.
1: You're welcome. I enjoyed being here. Thank Thank you for having me. And And I'm really proud of you. I'm super proud of you. You've always made me proud. Even when you were a pain
0: in the bum. Yeah. (laughs) Peeing in the timeout chair. I still. Peeing in the timeout chair. Sometimes you gotta pee in the timeout chair, guys. But yeah, this, this next year, 2020, as amazing as 2019 was, this one's going to be even better. So thank you guys for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week.